Hey, what is up you guys and welcome back to another episode of the Creepy and Paranormal Show. Today we are going to be taking a look at Diane Downs, who shot her three children in order to make herself available for the man she obsessively loved. What a crazy bitch. Yes, that's right. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Diane Downs was born in Phoenix, Arizona on August 7, 1955 to her parents Wesley Linden and Willardine Fredrickson. She has testified that her father sexually abused her when she was just 12 years old. Diane graduated from the Moon Valley High School in Phoenix where she met her husband Steve Downs. After high school, she enrolled at Pacific Coast Baptist Church College in Orange, California but was expelled after one year for promiscuous behavior and soon returned to her parents' home in Arizona. On November 13, 1973, Diane married Steve Downs after running away from home. Their first child, Christy Ann, was born in 1974. Cheryl Lynn followed in 1976, with Steve and Daniel being born in 1979. The couple divorced in 1980 because Steve thought that Steve and Daniel, known as Danny, was the result of an extramarital affair by Diane. On May 8, 1982, Diane Downs gave birth to a daughter through surrogacy. She named the child Jennifer before turning her over to the intended parents. Now prior to her arrest, Downs was employed by the United States Postal Service, assigned to the mail routes in the city of Cottage Grove, Oregon. Cheryl Lynn, shortly before her death, repeatedly told a neighbor of her grandparents that she was afraid of her own mother. Now before we go any further into the story and start taking a look at the shootings and the eventual court case, I think it's time for us to break for a short ad break. Now if there's one thing that I love more than doing creepy and paranormal videos, it is eating pizza. But not just any pizza, pizza from Little Naples Pizzeria. Their menu offers a great selection of pizza, calzone, tremazzinis, as well as pastas. And they also offer burgers, chips, and buffalo wings, which is something really great to add on the side of your pizza. They prepare their food using only the highest and quality fresh ingredients, so you can be sure that you will taste freshness with every bite. Now, Little Naples Pizzeria is based here in Impala Park, um, just down the way. I think it's number 24 Freeland Road. And I'll tell you something, guys, they have the biggest selection of pizzas. I think that's probably my biggest nightmare is having to look at the menu and make a decision on only one pizza. Luckily for us, there are seven days in a week, which means you could try seven pizzas <laughs> in an ideal world. Yes. Guys, come on. you got to hit up Little Naples Pizzeria to order and taste the best pizza in town they now have two branches and are looking to expand so if you want to own your own store please feel free to contact them as well that's little naples pizzeria now back to the story 
On May 19, 1983, Down shot her three children and drove them in a blood spatter car to Mackenzie Willamette Hospital in Springfield, Oregon. Upon arrival, Cheryl, who was age seven, was already dead. Danny, age three, was paralyzed from the waist down, and Christy, aged eight, had suffered a disabling stroke. Downs herself had been shot in the left forearm. She claimed she was carjacked on a rural road near Springfield by a strange man who shot her and the children. However, investigators and hospital workers became suspicious because they decided Downs' manner was too calm for a person who experienced such a traumatic event. She also made a number of statements that both police and hospital workers considered hardly inappropriate. Suspicions heightened within Downs upon arrival at the hospital to visit her children, phoned Robert Nickbocker, a married man and former co-worker in Arizona with whom she had been having an affair. The forensic evidence did not match her story. There was no blood spatter on the driver's side of the car, nor was there any gunpowder residue on the driver's door, or on the interior door panel for that matter. Nickabocker also reported to police that Downs had stalked him and seemed to willing sorry, seemed willing to kill his wife if it meant that she could have him or to herself. He stated that he was relieved that she had left for Oregon and that he was able to reconcile with his wife. Yep, she sounds like a piece of work, doesn't she? The kind of woman you want to take home to mom. Most definitely not. Diane did not disclose to police that she owned a 22 caliber handgun, but both Steve and Nickerbocker informed them that she did. Investigators later discovered she bought the handgun in Arizona. While they were unable to find the actual weapon, they found unfired casings in her home with extractor markings from the murder weapon itself. Most damaging, witnesses saw her car being driven very slowly towards the hospital at an estimated speed of 5 to 7 miles per hour, contradicting her claim that she drove to the hospital at high speed after the shooting. Based on this and additional evidence, Downs was arrested on February 28, 1984, nine months after the shooting and was charged with one count of murder and two counts each of attempted murder and criminal assault. The prosecutors would go on to argue that Downs shot her children to be free of them so she could continue her affair with Nickerbocker, as she claimed that he let it be known that he did not want children in his life. Much of the case against her rested on the testimony of her surviving daughter, Christy, who once she recovered, recovered her ability to speak, described how her mother shot all three children while parked at the side of the road and then shot herself in the arm. I can't even begin to imagine how traumatizing that must be for poor little Christy to go over that story and relive it again. Um, and just to know that your own mother is willing to do that. The person that is meant to protect you and love you and keep you safe from danger is in fact the one putting you in danger. Now Downs was convicted on all charges on June 17, 1984 and sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. She was required to serve 25 years before being considering, considered for parole. Psychiatrists diagnosed her with narcissistic, histrionic, and antisocial personality disorders, labeling her as a deviant sociopath. Most of Downs' sentence is to be served consecutively. The judge made it clear 
that he did not intend for Downs to ever be free again. Downs' sentence meant she could not be considered for parole until 2009. Under Oregon law at the time, as a dangerous offender, Downs would have been eligible for parole here in every two years until she is released or actually dies in prison. In her first application for parole in 2008, Downs reaffirmed her innocence. Over the years, she says, I have told you in the rest of the world that a man shot me and my children. I have never changed my story. Her first parole hearing was on December 9, 2008. Lane County District Attorney Douglas Harslode wrote to the parole board, Downs continues to fail to demonstrate any honest insight into her criminal behaviour. Even after her convictions, she continues to fabricate new versions of events under which the crimes occurred. He also wrote that she alternatively refers to her assailants as a bushy-haired stranger, two men wearing ski masks or drug dealers and corrupt law enforcement officials. Downs participated in the hearing from the Valley State Prison for Women. She was not permitted a statement, but answered questions from the parole board. After three hours of interviews and 30 minutes of deliberation, she was denied parole. Downs faced her second parole hearing in December 10, 2010 and was denied. Her next parole hearing is scheduled for 2021. Now try to find out some more information that is up to date and regarding her latest parole information but I've scoured the internet and I cannot find absolutely anything. What I did find was an article where <laughs> she's talking about the coronavirus from her prison cell and she says yeah that every time the world news shows the big red circles on the national map I look at Oregon because that's where Christy and Daniel are she told the Oregonian via email sent through her brother. Compared to other states it appears Oregon's red circle is smaller than most places. Is Oregon relatively virus-free, or are my children in greater danger than the red circle size suggests? I still worry about them, and love them, though they'll never know it. What a crazy woman. I can't even begin to understand um, this woman's motives, or, you know, like, where's her head at? Surely they had her tested to be crazy or not, because... I can't understand how she could just be no, so nonchalant about her murders. Um, and you'd think with someone that committed these heinous crimes that they would almost want to repent and live a, what's the word I'm looking for, a, a guilt-free life, even though it's in prison. But it seems like she just does not care at all, this woman. She is convinced that there was a bushy-haired head man that shot her and her three kids. See, so yeah, guys, I don't know what you think about the story. Um, it is a popular one. I know a lot of people have done some shows on these, on this uh, Diane Downs. But yeah, it's one that interested me, the fact that she could lie straight through her teeth and the fact that she drove so slowly to the hospital. Um, I would drive absolutely pedal to the middle if that was me in that case and I had really been attacked. But anyways, let me wrap it up there. I hope you guys are keeping well. I hope you're still enjoying the show. Give me a thumbs up and uh, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. Take care. Cheers, guys.